Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1156. Three ways to fight your own critical voice about your body. By Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host and narrator. Hey there, happy Saturday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, or OHD, where I act as your narrator of popular health and fitness blogs, and always with a bit of my commentary at the end. Now, we have six shows covering a bunch of different topics. Just search for Optimal Living Daily in any podcast app to find them. But for now, let's keep this intro nice and short and start optimizing your life. Three Ways to Fight Your Own Critical Voice About Your Body by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. At 13 years old, I decided I was going to shave my legs all the way up to my mid-thigh. I felt quite adult and dangerously risque. My mother was mortified and told me, you'll regret it forever. At the time, I took her comment quite superficially. You were just trying to keep me from growing up, I bristled. My 13-year-old wisdom was quite vast. In my eyes, I'd started the journey of becoming what our culture mandated a woman should look like, a trip my mom regretted me beginning. The journey certainly ended up taking some difficult turns. By my senior year in college, I was anorexic, severely restricting my food intake so that I weighed little more than 100 pounds. Later in my 20s, I had gained a few pounds and resolutely believed I was enormous. I took physician-prescribed diet pills in order to lose that weight. I can remember my heart beating erratically and feeling incredibly pumped up. Many years later, I feel fortunate I didn't have a stroke or heart attack. I had a good guy friend who called that doctor, Dr. Death, because he hated the fact I was taking those pills. How much weight did I believe I needed to lose? Five pounds? 10? Even after I no longer met the criteria for actual anorexia, I was left with what I term eating disordered thinking. Maybe you're one of the many who deny eating disorders because you don't strictly fit the criteria. Maybe you don't binge, or not often. You don't regularly purge, or maybe not at all. If you're a woman, you might still have your periods, 
you might not overexercise, although that might be up for debate. Maybe you eat healthy, which is often a euphemism for severe calorie restriction. Eating disordered thinking means that you never get the critical voice out of your head that you're overweight. Your body is an object that needs to be changed and whittled down before it's acceptable. It's almost impossible to live in our culture without picking up this pattern of thinking. It's literally everywhere. 20 plus years ago, Ellen McGrath wrote a book titled When Feeling Bad is Good. Her basic point was that the further away you were from what advertisers told you you should be, the more likely you were to experience rejection and become depressed. What does that mean? Well, if you are gay, single, overweight, in a job traditionally worked by someone of a different gender, older than 50, a racial minority, or had somehow enjoyed your life without having kids, there was something wrong with you. Things have changed in the intervening years, but not as much as we might like to think. And certainly, the struggle continues in the body image department. There is obvious bias against being significantly overweight. And all too often, we overcorrect by negatively obsessing about our bodies. So, what can we do? One, you could choose to challenge your own body image distortions and not pass them on to the next generation. Every time you say something negative about yourself and your body in front of your daughters or sons, your nieces or grandchildren, they will absorb your self-loathing, even if you eat normally. Don't maintain the myth that perfection is achievable. Realize you are a role model. They will do as you do, not as you say. Start finding and verbalizing things about yourself that you can like. Absorb the nice things people say to you. Don't shrug them off. If you really struggle, it may be worthwhile to seek help from a therapist. Two, you can choose not to reinforce self-criticism and make friends or find them that don't body bash themselves or others. When you and your friends get together and too much time is spent talking about the keto diet or CrossFit, change the subject. Or maybe even gently point out that these kinds of conversations may sustain an ideal that your children and grandchildren will feel the need to reach. Talk about what you're doing or what goals you have instead of body shaming. In this way, you can build a network of friends who are about the business of liking and accepting themselves and who will hopefully continue to spread this message to their friends and family. If they can't or won't change, then find friends that have better things to do than body bash or intentionally or unintentionally, support a frantic need to be thin. Three, you can buy products from companies that are trying to confront the myth of perfection. There are finally companies that are using real-sized women as models and are preaching the power of self-acceptance. Others choose older models rather than 15-year-olds to sell cosmetics or aging products. Support them and ask local boutiques to do the same. This will widen the sphere of influence you have to help eliminate the misconception that physical perfection is an achievable goal. By acting on your belief that your body is not just acceptable, but beautiful, you can actively challenge being told what you're to believe by advertisers and not feed what some inner critic is trying to say to you. You just listened to the post titled, Three Ways to Fight Your Own Critical Voice About Your Body by Dr. Margaret Rutherford of drmargaretrutherford.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. I was at the beach the other day, socially distancing, of course. But even with a bit of distance, Sound seems to travel much further when you're at the beach. So, even among the sounds of the crashing waves and trying to bury myself in a book, I couldn't help but overhear the two folks near me. Anytime someone walked by, these individuals made a comment about the stranger's appearance. Unfortunately, the comments weren't often complimentary. I would hear them say things like, whoa, what were they thinking when they bought that swimsuit? Or, what an ugly hat. Or, those are definitely implants. I felt badly, not just for those they were making comments about, but for the individuals making the comments. I felt that there must be something within them that is making them say those negative things. Maybe they feel self-conscious. Maybe this is their way of making themselves feel better. It even affected me. I didn't want to walk by them and accidentally hear them say how small my shoulders look when compared to the rest of my body. But what we know from lots of data is that When we say negative things about others, it doesn't make us feel any better. In fact, we often feel worse. On the other hand, helping others feel good about themselves is what makes us feel better. So when Dr. Rutherford mentioned that it's time we think about changing the culture, she was absolutely right. When we can, help others focus on the positive and bring attention to those aspects of their lives or their current situation, their personalities, and so on. Bring them up. Don't push them down. Because in the end, pushing them down will make you both feel worse. All right, that'll do it for today. I hope you're having a wonderful weekend if you're listening in real time. And I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Sunday show and where your optimal life awaits.